know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This on Zoom, too, so I'm going to hit record as well on, on my end. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> okay, that's, that's recording good. in progress. Yeah, I'm, there we go. I'm recording here, so um, you don't need to send me that, but you you can use it for your own purposes. That's cool. All right, here we go. As Lincoln leaders address this growing city's housing gap, it is essential that equity be at the center of that growth. Earlier this month, the community group Collective Impact Lincoln introduced a new tool for citizens to evaluate the impacts of new housing developments. The Equitable Development Scorecard is an easy-to-use tool for community members, city staff, and developers to uniformly evaluate whether a housing development really ultimately benefits Lincoln's community and addresses its needs for affordable housing. The Equitable Development Scorecard is available at Collective Impact's Lincoln website, civicnebraska.org backslash impact. We'll give you that email address again. Uh, Collective Impact Lincoln Program Manager Alicia Phillips joins me this morning to talk about an event, a dinner and discussion that happened Wednesday evening at a shelter in Antelope Park where the scorecard was explained. Good morning, Alicia. Good morning, Dale. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure. Take me back to the genesis of this scorecard. Was there a particular development that created a tipping point? Um, It well, yes. Um, so a few summers ago, we were noticing that um, a lot of the developments that were going up were uh, student housing. And we've seen in the past that a lot of those um, student apartment buildings don't necessarily fill up. Um, and we also know that those um, types of developments aren't meeting the needs of our neighbors. And so um, we were thinking about um, yeah, what we can do to determine whether or not future developments going up are are going to, you know, be the right thing for our community and for our neighbors. Alicia, I read where the scorecard was created to change the thinking about developments. Describe that thinking. Well, um, I would say that a lot of thinking around the development is like any development is a good development. And so um, we know that um, with the crisis that we're in, our housing crisis, uh, that is not the case. And so um, we have to have discussion where, you know, everybody is at the table and included in determining, okay, what does this, is this development going to look like? What kind of amenities, um, green space, like access to transportation, housing, we have to keep all of those things in mind. And so, you know, developers, um, they're gonna have one way of thinking about a development and our community members see these developments in a completely different light and so we need to keep this dialogue um, going with as many um, people at the table as possible and that's really why we created this tool just to really keep the dialogue going create discussion around it and you know hear everybody um, who is going to you know be impacted by the the development talk me through this scorecard Alicia is it multiple choice is it fill in the blank what does it look like how how much input can a an individual give 
So um, the, the scorecard is in um, a grid form. And um, on our website, um, there's actually a fillable PDF that you can use. Um, so you can use, do it straight from the website. But um, they are not multiple choice. We have six sections that we um, cover in this scorecard. Um, so the first one's going to be equitable decision making. Was everybody at the table? when um, they were planning this development. Um, the second criteria is affordable housing. We know that Lincoln needs at least 5,000 new um, rental units that rent under $1,000 by 2030. So we need to make sure that you know affordable housing is definitely at the forefront of these um, developments and discussions. The second is um, development accessibility. Is this going to comply with ACA you know, rules and regulations? Can everybody access um, this development? Um, the, the fourth criteria is economic development. So um, what is this going to do for the community? How is this going to bring in you know, funding into the, into the community? And um, the, the fifth is environmental impact. We know that construction and developments, they are going to have a lot of waste and you know, very toxic, dangerous substances that are used in this process. And so we wanna make sure that that's addressed, but also you know, we don't wanna destroy you know, habitat for you know our our wildlife we want to make sure that there's the water's not being ruined or contaminated during this process um, so environmental um, impact um, is what we've um, put to cover that and then equitable land use um, is pretty much we want to make sure that this land is um, used appropriately and i mean we need to make sure that there's you know green space available for residents and um keeping how we use this land um in the forefront of our thoughts because you know the land means a lot of things to a lot of different people and the land is um very special for some and for some they don't think about it very often so or it's something that doesn't come to the top of mind when you're thinking about a development so um yeah Equitable land use is the sixth criteria that we would score. Alicia, characterize the strength of this scorecard. Uh, is there any obligation for a developer to abide by it? Um, no, not really. I mean, it would be great if we could get everybody on board that we are going to, you know, use this uh, scorecard um, across the board. So everybody has like the same standards in mind when um, going forward with planning, planning a development. We want to make sure everybody has a uniform way to evaluate whether or not this is beneficial or not. But there is like, yeah, no requirement for any person, official, city official or developer to use this. We're just hoping that you know we um people keep these things in mind um going forward when it's um when they're developing these uh complexes now by me asking that i don't mean to imply that we have developers that are stubborn or or uh, not willing to to amend their plans that's not where i was going with this but in the future someone from the outside might come in and said this is my development this is what I want it to look like. This is where I want it to go. The codes allowed me to allowed me to do that, and I'm going to do it. So I was curious about in any binding obligation that a developer had. That's where I was going. 
Well, yeah, um, there there is no, you know, binding um, obligation, but, you know, the community will, you know, they're going to voice their opinion on, you know, whether or not uh, a development is equitable. And we really would not expect everyone to come up with the, the same outcomes when using this scorecard. We know that because people have different perspectives of what they want and need, every there's going to be different scores when scoring one development. Alicia Phillips joining me for the conversation, Collective Impact Lincoln Program Manager for Lincoln Live. Let's go back to that Wednesday dinner and the discussion at the uh, shelter in Antelope Park. How was the turnout and uh, characterize the content that came up? Uh, So we... I, I, it was a pretty good crowd, especially for being one of our first in-person um, CBWs in quite some time. So we had about 23 to 25 um, uh, um, people that came and a few kiddos too. And um, during uh, that CBW, we um, did an overview about the scorecard, why we came up with the scorecard, um, how what we adopted the scorecard from. And then um, we uh, decided to go out into some breakout rooms where we had some guided questions um, in regards to the scorecard um, and asked participants there, like, what did you not see in this scorecard that could be added? What is um, an equitable development to you? And uh, really just getting everybody's perspectives um, on, um, you know, what they would hope to see. And it was some great discussion among neighbors from across across this, the city that came. And we really want to do everything that we can to ensure that this tool is beneficial for everyone and that we're going to take any input that we can get so we can continue to improve it. Any city leaders there? Uh, yes, we had a council person, a, a Sandra Washington. Um, she showed up and um, was super excited to be there and very excited to see um, what we came up with and the criteria. And yeah, it was great, great having her come out. It's been about uh, just over two weeks since the scorecard was introduced. Uh, has Collective Impact had any chance to use it? Yes. Um, so uh, we were, um, we did do um, uh, initial run through while the scorecard was in draft uh, form, and we did it with um, a hoppy development, uh, Gatehouse Rose, um, in uh, by Wayuka, and um, it was great, you know, having that um, dialogue and discussion with with the hoppies. Yeah, um, and they were um, very interested in and working with us as well to give give us input um, to what um, we could add um, from a developer's perspective. And from what I understand, you had good feedback from the Hoppy folks. I believe uh, they were happy to see a strong score in their in their paradigm. I'm paraphrasing. Yes, yes, they they were pleased with their score, um, and we were able to uh, yeah have uh, a great dialogue and discussion about you know what we think would maybe, um, you know, improve future developments. And um, really it was a a positive experience having that dialogue. And it's an example of how this tool really, really can work for everyone when using it. All right, Alicia, where do you go from here? What happens to the scorecard? When is it being used? What's next? And so we are still, trying to dig into whether or not we, you know, we do uh, apartments and complexes, um, developments that are using uh, low income tax uh, credits, or if this development is getting any type of uh, federal dollars, um, we would um, 
hope to score um, score development like that. And we're also still kind of deciding whether or not we want to only score developments in our six core neighborhoods or whether or not we expand and score developments citywide. Um, but, you know, we invite the public to use the tool and also uh, share the scores with us. And we do hope to um, start picking out what developments we are going to score here soon and then publishing those for, you know, people, people to see. And we would love to yeah, get the public's um, scores too and see how they differ or, or where we agree on and um, yeah, have more discussion. All right, listeners, here's how you can jump in. The Equitable Development Scorecard available at Collective Impact Lincoln's website, civicnebraska.org. That's all one word, civicnebraska.org backslash impact. Alicia, we'll talk again. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Dale. Have a great day. Alicia Phillips from Collective Impact Lincoln joining me for the conversation on Lincoln Live.